What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to TTB Ravens Media, and you see Joshua next to me. So it's, of course, the Trust the Bank podcast. How you doing, Joshua? I'm doing pretty good, man, McConnell. It is a good day. Yesterday was the birthday, and uh, just glad to be back here with you, McConnell, and record and talk about our uh, our team. Let's get ready for the, uh, April 29th. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, the draft is coming very, very soon, and the first segment, this is going to be the first ever I don't know what to call it, a duet mock draft Monday. Basically, I got my mock draft done. Um, I'm going to be sharing it with Joshua. We're going to talk about it. Um, so this way you get to hear my opinions. You also get to hear Joshua's opinions on my mock draft. Um, then we're going to get into some day two wide receivers that the Ravens could be looking at. Um, talk about those guys. And then we're finishing it off. It's going to be an is this stupid segment. It's going to be a good one. Um, but it's going to be a lot of fun. But getting right into it, um, I will say I used um, the PFN mock draft simulator. Not a fan. Really not a fan. I was doing the draft and I couldn't see who I picked earlier. And I was kind of forgetting because I remember debating a lot between players. And so I may have some weird picks at the end, but that's because I couldn't remember exactly who I drafted. So I was like, how many edge rushers have I drafted? How many, you know, wide receivers, you know, did I draft a tackle? Like those types of things were going through my head. Um, So wouldn't really recommend PFN, but I was like, you know, it's the only one I haven't tried out. But getting into it, you know, obviously no trades. Let me know in the comments what you think. Um, Pick 27. Had to go with the guy, Terrace Marshall Jr. Um, Joshua, what do you think about the pick? I mean, we talk, we've we talked about Terrace Marshall a, a fair amount on the on the channel. Listen, McConnell, you know you don't have to ask me how I feel because you know how I feel. I'm glad about that. Um, y'all, everybody, y'all know Terrace Marshall stats. Y'all know what where he was at. He was at uh, wide receiver university at LSU. I mean, he was, in a, he was in a room full of, you know, first round, first rounders. And, uh, I mean, hey, if he falls to us at 27, I lo- I would definitely would love to pick. Even if a Rashad Bateman falls to, uh, to us at 27, I love it. So I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Yeah. I mean, there also really weren't any edge rushers that I, that I was, like, absolutely in love with over Terrace Marshall Jr. Um, kind of the top guys were all taken. There was, like, a Joseph Osai available, and I was like, no, not really. Um, so I had to go with Terrace Marshall. I'm just a big fan of him. I'm pretty sure I've taken him probably half of my mock drafts. Um, but pick 58, went with the edge rusher position. I went with Joe Tryon, um, edge rusher out of uh, Washington. And just something quick about him is he he does translate to be a 3-4 outside linebacker. Um, but Joshua, what are your thoughts on, you know, kind of Joe Tryon, um, you know, coming to Baltimore? I mean, 6'5", 260. 262 pounder uh, outside linebacker. Only played two seasons. Um, I mean, granted, you know he did improve from his 2018 season with 20 more, 20 more tackles, but in eight sacks. So he shows a lot of upside. Definitely shows a lot of upside. Um, we definitely we we talked about it a lot, y'all. We missing we were missing that you know that edge rusher. Do I think he can make a big splash into the NFL um, with us in the AFC North? I don't think so. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I I think you're you're right on that. I don't think he's a guy that will probably he will probably never be a, a major sack guy. I think he's got a good baseline, but for me, I, in this draft, I draft a fair amount of edge rushers. Um, I'm looking for, you know, kind of the guys that can boom or bust, but also looking for depth because the Ravens, 
I mean, you know, I'm not trying to. If we just imagine if we had just drafted Tim Williams and we never drafted Tyus Bowser, I, I got to get as many edge rushers in the locker room as possible so that one of them can pan out. Um, and also hoping that we end up signing a guy like a Justin Houston. Um, but getting into kind of the next pick, pick 104, I went with another edge rusher and went with Patrick Jones. And I really like Patrick Jones just because he's shown the ability to drop back. Um, they've had him drop back before at Pitt. Um, but, you know, just a solid edge rusher, um, played with another solid edge rusher on the other side. Can't remember the other guy's name, but, um, you know, Patrick Jones, another edge rusher, I, in my opinion, can never have too many, especially when you're starting out with zero. Um, Got to add as many as possible to the uh, to the pass rushing room. I mean, six, four, six, four and a half, uh, two, sixty four. I mean, that's the type of that's the type of frames we're looking for on the edge. And, you know, like McConnell said. He's one of those guys that can actually drop back, you know, and assist with the pass rushing. Um, so do I feel like it can translate on a Sunday? Do I feel like he can be the next Tyus Bauer? I definitely feel like he could actually uh, play that role. Um, Raven, Ravens fans, y'all do have to understand when it comes to defense, we're not looking for a star stellar player. Um, those days are long gone. We're looking for guys that can come into – our system and you know plug and play get the job done and then play for a while as a uh as a bird in the black and purple yeah and and i think also versatility is is key especially with wink martindale um and that that's something that i really factor into with my drafts especially on the defensive side of the ball on the offensive side of the ball i actually go for kind of the opposite i'm like don't be versatile have it be very obvious what Greg Roman needs you to be able to do. But defense is like you got to be able to play everything. If you're a cornerback and you can't get to the quarterback and get sacks, I don't know if you're the right guy because Wink Martindale is going to send you on those blitzes. Um, but speaking of cornerbacks, my next pick, I went with Ambry Thomas. You know, I, I even said earlier in the draft, Joshua was in the call. I was like, I'm not drafting any Michigan guys. Um, I drafted a Michigan guy. I wasn't really thinking about it anymore. Um and he, he's just a six foot um, press man corner that projects to be a nickel. I mean, I'm just worried, you know, can Tavon Young stay healthy? Can Jimmy Smith stay healthy? Having a very good playmaking cornerback, you know, Ravens fans know you can never have enough cornerbacks because we have been dealing with the cornerback injury bug since we won the Super Bowl. Um, so having having another playmaking corner is always a good thing, in my opinion, and he's got great size as well. But, Joshua, what do you think about bringing in a cornerback kind of early in the draft? Um, well, hey, man, we already talked about it. We, you know, we actually like, you know, the J.C. Horns, Asante Samuel Juniors. So bringing in an Ambry Thomas that is a for-sure tackler. Also, um, John Harbaugh may like him because John Harbaugh's career started out as a special teamer. He is a special teams guy. He is a gunner um, as well. So, you know, you bring in someone that not only can, you know, um, get on the, he can get, he'll get on the field multiple ways. Yeah. He reminds me of, he reminds me like uh, Anthony Averitt, you know, when he got, uh, if he didn't play on defense, they put him on special teams, whatever the case may be. And he showed that he can actually play. So I feel like, you know, bringing in, bringing in the corner, um, especially in that nickel short tackler, he helps with the run support. He knows how to pass off the next receiver to the next defender and things of that nature. So he shows good quality. So I feel like that would be a good pick for us. 
Yeah. And then moving on to pick 171, I went with a guy that I've really started to like, um, you know, doing these mock drafts. And that's Shaka Tony. If you don't know about Shaka Tony, he played across from Yatur Gross Matos and um, Jason Oway the last two seasons at Penn State. He was actually like more productive than both of those guys. And both of those guys, well, Yatur Gross Matos was a first round pick. Um, Jason Oway is a projected first or possibly very early second round pick um shaka tony it's like just a speed rusher um uh, will just kind of get subbed into um you know just come off the edge in certain situations but like i said earlier you can never have enough edge rushers but at the same time um you know when i was doing this i couldn't remember how many edge rushers i drafted and i was like did i draft two or did it was it just one but because they don't show you um who you've already drafted so uh i went with shaka tony um, uh, you know, just a just a solid edge rusher out of Penn State. And if we aren't if we aren't able to get a Justin Houston after the draft, we're gonna need these edge rushers. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, you know, kind of hoping we get them. But like if we don't get somebody to sign up for agency, having depth and young guys would be very helpful. I mean, most definitely. I mean, just looking at the stats, looking at the stats, all they did was increase. I mean, his career at Penn State, 112 uh tackles. Um, racked over 20 and a half sacks, four forced fumbles. So I mean, I like I like that type of production out of the guy. I mean, we said it, we said we said it before. You cannot have enough edge rushers. If uh the Ravens didn't drive 10, 10 Williams and uh, Tyus together, who knows? You know, the state of the defense we could have been in as far as the front seven, because it could have been it could be worse than what it is right now. So, you know, if Shaka is definitely available uh, second day, third day, I got to pull a trigger on him. I mean, we like, yep. we like these solid guys. He reminds me he reminds me of a Pinnell McPhee. You know, get down, get up. He, he gets down, do the job, technical, sound, fundamental. So, you know, I, I like it. Yeah. And then pick 184. Every mock draft has this guy, Simi Fehoko, wide receiver out of Stanford, six foot four, four three seven, forty yard dash, vertical, deep threat. Um, boom. I mean, that's all I got to say. I've every mock draft I have, Simi Fehoko. Comment Simi Fehoko, um, or like something about Simi Fehoko if you want him to come to Baltimore because I'm all in. I've been all in. Joshua, are you all in on Simi Fehoko? Simi's the guy. Simi's the guy. He's he's gonna be the he's the dark horse. Oh yeah, oh yeah, all in on TTB, the Trust of the Bank podcast. We're all in on Simi Fehoko. Really hope he gets drafted. Then the goal is to somehow get him on the show because that'd be awesome. You know, hyping him up since day one. Um, but getting into the final pick, pick two hundred and ten, I went with Jimmy Morrissey, a center. Um, he's from Pitt. Wow, I drafted two guys from Pitt. Didn't even realize that. Um, but basically, he's a zone blocking center. You know. Another position where you can never have too many because sometimes your centers get the yips, um, like Matt Skura, like Makari did. Um, so, yeah, we got uh, Tristan Castone Castillo. Really hope I said that right. Um, but, like, you know, having another center, always good. You know, you're drafting a late-round guy. There wasn't really an offensive tackle. Um, I had already gone a couple wide receivers. Got to get somebody that can eventually maybe play offensive line or just be good depth. But, I don't know, you think, you think going center's a decent option, Joshua? I mean, come on now. We always got to go center. Um, I said it before, I say it again. We've been hurting since uh, Matt Burt. We haven't, and Ryan Jensen, sorry. Um, we yeah. Haven't had that, we haven't had that um, intelligence 
far as center, uh, we haven't had that, you know, good snapper since those two guys. Um, we haven't had that um, center that has his quarterbacks back. So, you know, bringing in someone that can fit the scheme as far as the zone blocking, um, that I did I did see there is a little um, wary about his size and also um, his pass rushing. But at the end of the day, um, the offensive linemen are not like offensive linemen uh, back in the day. These guys are more fit. Uh, these are guys are more agile. Granted, they are 300 pounders, but their 300 pounds looks so much uh, – their physique is so much uh, compact versus the, the physique of a the Fridge or Warren Sack. You know, those guys. Yeah. So I like it. I feel yeah. Like you can offer a lot. I mean, and it, it's it's like a sixth round center. Um, you know, the probability that he even makes the roster is probably pretty low. But like, you know, it, there's just you know, late in the rounds, you know, you just got to draft some guys that can possibly make it, unless it's Simi Fehoko, because he's obviously going to make it. Um, but I think that's gonna do it for the mock draft. Thank you everybody for watching. You know, mock draft Monday. Um, go check out the Trust the Bank podcast um, on podcast platforms, or you can wait over the next two days. The episodes will be posted. Um, but you know, subscribe for daily Ravens content, all that stuff. Um, see you again tomorrow. But if you're listening on the podcast, you know, y'all can keep rocking with us. Um, but let's get into this second segment. Um, basically I think something that's really big with the Ravens fans is, is looking at obviously the wide receiver position. I mean, that is, that is the position to be looking at, whether it was free agency talking about, you know, from Kenny Galladay to Allen Robinson, to Juju, to T.Y., to, to Sammy Watkins, the totem pole kept getting a little bit shorter. Um, but you know, that's all we wanted to talk about. Yeah, sure, there was the edge rusher position. Um, but like, come on, we all wanted to talk about wide receivers. But in a lot of these mock drafts, a lot of Ravens fans are going edge rusher in the first round because whether they like Jalen Phillips or, or Gregory Rousseau or Quiddy Pay or Aziz Ojulari or um Jason Away. That's a lot of guys, but like, you know, they're like, okay, we want to go edge rusher in the first round. So Day two, we need some wide receivers because that's still a need on the roster. We also need possibly a center, possibly a, an offensive tackle. But like wide receivers, just you know, it's more fun. I, I'm def, I'm not. I'm going to say this right now. We will not be talking about day two centers for the Ravens to target in any video. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, we need them, but like, come on, wait, that's not something that's very fun to talk about. Um, so, day two wide receivers. Is there a guy, Joshua, that stands out to you? Um, as somebody that the Ravens should go after kind of day two, second round, third round? Um, I mean, I mean, before we started recording, I was talking about this one guy from Michigan, but <laughs> I had to go down to the SEC. Um, uh, if y'all don't know him, y'all better learn about him. Seth Williams, uh, 6'3", uh, probably 230. Uh, there's a, it's a big body guy. Uh, actually, let me, yep. go, let me go here for the stats real quick. Let me give you some of the – let me give you some. Let me drop it on you. Eighty-five. Yeah, he's out of Auburn. Played with Anthony Schwartz and Bo Nix. Yep. So 6'3", 211 pounds, 85 receptions, 1,364 yards, and 13 touchdowns. Now, um, I know you guys are wishing we trade up and maybe get Kyle Pitts. Well, Seth Williams may be the next best thing to Kyle Pitts. The reason I say that, he's is because he's a wide receiver. Not only he's a wide receiver, he can he can outrun you on the uh, nine route. Um, he has good hand work, good hand uh, coordination when it comes to you know beating uh, jam, beating the corners when they try to jam him up. Also, 
Um, he is a contortionist. He knows how to jump and get the ball. He can catch the ball um, in traffic as well. He doesn't have the best speed, but guess who Guess who didn't have the best speed that played for us? Anquan Bolden. And when Anquan Bolden caught the ball with his hands, he, he had great yards after catch um, yardage. And Seth Williams is the same way. So Yeah. And, and, and to bring up, you know, Anquan Bolden, what was Anquan Bolden? He was a physical beast. That's exactly what you're getting when you go with Seth Williams. I, I believe he was a safety as well. Like he has some safety background, so he he knows how to be physical. Um, not 100% positive on the, the run blocking. I, I would have to do more info, but you know, typically when a guy is a physical player, they typically are better at run blocking. But I don't want to make that assumption um, looking at it. But you know. He could definitely be somebody that slides because a lot of people look at the speed when they're going for it. But like, come on, he still ran off a four four. It was a very high four four, but you know that's still okay. And and at his size, you're not asking him to you know burn everybody. You're asking him to be a big body guy that can catch the ball. So I I am a big fan of, of Seth Williams. I, I would definitely be willing to bring him on board. Um, a guy that I really liked um, was actually somebody that I wasn't too big on you know i had heard the name i was just so caught up in, in drafting a wide receiver round one i haven't been looking at the day two guys i've really just been looking at day one day three guys but a guy that i really started to fall in love with was dynamy Di- i'm sorry diami brown um wide receiver out of north carolina yeah. the dude is just a i mean he's just a beast i mean he had 20 receiving touchdowns um, and he had over a thousand yards in each season, um, you know, at North Carolina, he's got very, very good speed. He, he, he's just a physical specimen that, you know, the Ravens could absolutely utilize. I mean, he's six foot one, um, but he, he would just be somebody that could go deep, um, and he can do it from the slot and he can do it from out wide. So that's just something that, that is a benefit. You know, you can line him up kind of anywhere on your offense and he's always a threat um, no matter where he is. So, you know, I'm a big fan of him. Um, he doesn't have like crazy route running or anything like that. You know, we're not going to, when we're looking at day two, day three wide receivers, it's never going to be the whole package. It's like specific traits that we're looking for. You know, you look at round one and it's like, oh yeah, Jamar Chase, what does he bring you? Great route running, great speed, great hands, um, great athleticism, boom. Um, whereas you look in round two, it's like, oh, yeah, do you want a guy with, you know, we look at Seth Williams. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy's he's got physicality. He's got good size. He's got good hands. Not great speed. You know, you, you have to take, you know, what you can get. And what the Ravens need is they need, you know, they need playmakers. Um, they need guys that can go deep. And Diami Brown um is a guy that can do that um and he also does give a lot of effort when he's blocking which is very beneficial because the ravens love to block um and he is coming from a i don't know the second biggest conference i don't know no third i'm sorry i'm not putting the the acc over the big 10 um i i forgot about the big 10 the sec then it's the big 10 and then it's probably the acc um you know if you're looking at that type of thing, you know, in terms of defenders, I don't know, Big 12, ACC, not the Pac-12. I'm a Stanford fan. Pac-12, sorry. We suck. Um, <laughs> it's very unfortunate. But, Joshua, is there any other guys, um, you know, potentially like a Nico Collins type of guy? Well, you know, okay. I'll give Nico. I'll give Nico a respect because 
at the end of the day, he is a, he is a 6'4 uh, specimen, 215 pounds, uh, coming out of Birmingham, Alabama. Um, far as career stats, 700, something, excuse me, 700. 78 receptions. 700 receptions. 1,388 yards, another 13 uh, touchdowns. A big, solid guy. He can jump and get the ball. Um, Doesn't have the best of speed as well, but he still has good hands. Um, I feel like because, you know, he was coached by, you know, Jim, you know, he got that, they got that hardball relationship. You know, Jim probably sent a a John, uh, Nico. Just give him a shot, man. Just just throw the ball. He'll just tell Lamar to throw the ball to him. He'll go get it. But you know, he, he definitely. I do, I definitely feel like he can bring some good production to the team. Um, but actually, uh, someone that everybody may not know. I'm going to throw the. I'm going to throw the wild card in. Amir Smith. Uh, Marcel. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta remember the name. <laughs> Can't remember the name. Amir Smith Marset. Now, this young man, um, he's coming out of New Jersey. He decommitted from he, he originally committed to Rutgers, uh, decommitted, then committed to Minnesota, decommitted, and then went to Iowa State. I mean Iowa, excuse me. Um, he's a physical guy, 6'1. He has great speed. He, I actually in high school. He was recruited as a three-star uh, corner. So, uh, remember that. Um, the rare swap from corner to wide receiver. You see wide receiver to corner a fair amount, but very few go corner to wide receiver. So, you know, he's giving me Dion Branch vibes. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. But also, one thing that really um, stood out to me about the young man is his uh, return skills. He actually set a record in doing one of the bowl bowl games for um, returning returning yards of of 150 um, 150 yards. Um, guys, yes, we did use Devin Duvernay and we did use a little bit of James Prochet. Um Shout out to James Prochet just for the fact of you know giving you know special teams a try, knowing that you never played uh, special teams, but. You know, if you bring in someone like this young man that is very dynamic, has good hands, he can get away from uh, from corners and things of that nature and also um, have a boost to, you know, a punt return and kick return team because that's something we missed, you know, for the past couple of years. Um, yeah. And when you look at it, yes, you know, now we do have a high-power offense, but, you know, if Greg Roman doesn't um, create a passing game, we need points in another way, and we cannot always depend on defense getting a pitch, uh, a pick six or a scoop and score. So I feel like that's someone else that can actually be in a, a good addition to the punt return or a kick return um, game. Yeah, I think I think he's a solid guy to to bring up. Um, I'll bring up one final guy. Uh, I'm going to go with Anthony Schwartz, um, teammate of Seth Williams. So. You know, I, I think I think either of those guys could be very good, you know, in Baltimore. Now, Seth Williams, we brought him up, you know, kind of slow, big, physical guy. Anthony Schwartz is a burner. Um, he, I, he ran a 4-2-40. Um, he's got unbelievable speed, and that's something that the Ravens can always use. Now, he is not 
the smallest guy, you know, out there. Cause you know, I made the video talking about, um, you know, don't draft Rondale Moore because you know, he's five, nine, um, a buck 80, but Anthony Schwartz actually has good size along with that crazy speed, which is, it's actually very, very beneficial to have because I'm not trying to have a guy that gets injured all the time or, you know, is too small to try and block. Whereas, you know, Anthony Schwartz is six feet tall. You got a six feet, six foot tall burner. Um, that he, he's really like a, a track guy that that is actually somewhat physical. He's got good hands, um, and that's something that the Ravens can always use: physical guys with great hands and speed. I mean, that's just perfect. And it's just it's almost a, a match made in heaven, just because you know you get him the ball, and he wouldn't have to be somebody where hopefully Greg Roman doesn't do this again, where it's like we'll only give it to him on a jet sweep. Cough, cough, Devin Duvernay. Um, but, you know, if the Ravens were able to utilize him, he would be very, very good in Baltimore. And I think he could be a guy, you know, to use up. He actually ran in high school a 10-1-5 in the 100-meter um, dash. So crazy, crazy speed. Um, and that's something that's, you know, pretty interesting. And, and I'll add one other thing that I just saw out of the corner of my eye. He helped guide the USA to a gold medal in the four by one hundred meter relay at the you know twenty eighteen under twenty world championships. So burner, absolute burner, but he's actually got you know decent hands. So he's not a Marquise Goodwin um, because Marquise Goodwin was an Olympic uh, silver medalist or bronze medalist in the hurdles, but the dude has bricks for hands, and that's why he gets, gets traded and cut by every team that he goes to. <laughs> but you know, crazy speed. But at the same time, good size. I like, I mean, I like Anthony Schwartz and I like um, Seth Williams. So both of those guys I'm down with. Not huge on Nico Collins, just because I feel like every time Harbaugh, you know, whispers to Harbaugh and he's like, hey man, you should check this guy out. When has that ever worked out for us? Like, have we ever actually drafted somebody out of Michigan that's actually succeeded? You know, we drafted Chris Wormley. We drafted um we drafted Ben um, Bredesen. I, I still can't pronounce that name out of out of Michigan. Like, I mean, if if we were getting good intel, like maybe if he knew Nick Saban, and Nick Saban's like, "Hey, man, you should draft this guy." I would trust it. But Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, not trusting the Jim Harbaugh insight yet, considering his team has struggled every year. Um, but you know, overall, I, I just think that, you know, most of these day two guys are good. It really just depends on if the Ravens go wide receiver or edge rusher in the first round. Because I don't think we'll go wide receiver in day one and day two. So if we go edge rusher first round, wide receivers, we will draft a wide receiver in the second or third round, uh, most likely along with an offensive lineman. Um, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. Is there any other guys that you want to bring up or, or should we move into the, the final segment? I like Palmer. Yeah, he might be a later round guy. Maybe a, maybe a. Uh, yeah, he could be a fourth rounder. So, I think he's a great guy to bring up, though. You know, he's got that T Martin connection on point um, out of Tennessee. So, but thank you everybody for watching this segment. You know, go check out the Trust the Bank podcast um, if you want to see it. Um, you know, the next segment because it's going to be a good one. It's an is this stupid segment. Um, but thank you all for watching. Subscribe for Daily Ravens content and. Let's get into this final segment, the best segment, the, you know, this is, this is what we do. Um, this is my favorite segment. This is, I don't know. Is this your favorite segment, Joshua? Oh, excuse me. It, you know, 
It's this stupid segment. It definitely catch me off guard. So you know what? I like it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so if y'all don't know how it works, basically what this is is Joshua does not know what I've come up with. It's either an idea I've seen people make the argument for or an idea I've thought of for basically what the Ravens should be doing or it should be firing or something about the Ravens basically saying, you know, a hot take. I'll explain the take in its entirety and why it should happen. Then Joshua kind of reacts, and then we just overall discuss it, whether or not it's it's a stupid take, or you know, maybe we should take it seriously. Um, so if you clicked on this video and you're like, Oh, this is so stupid, comment it down below. This is the point of this. Comment your thoughts, comment your opinions, because you know, this isn't is this stupid take. So let us know if it's stupid or not. Um, but here it is. The Ravens should not draft in the first round. I think a lot of Ravens fans are looking for the Ravens to trade Orlando Brown Jr. Um, you know, get that first round pick um, or, you know, possibly trade up in the first round, get a better edge rusher, get a better wide receiver. But I'm going to say the Ravens should trade out of the first round entirely. Go back into the second round um, and potentially get a, a third or fourth round pick in, in exchange for pick 27. And why this is, is because the depth at the positions that the Ravens need is actually very solid. Um, the wide receiver, the wide receiver class is actually the best class um, of positions in the entire draft uh, based on um, top 100 rankings and the amount of players from that position in the top 100. I believe there's 17 or 18 um, guys in the top 100 that are just wide receivers in this draft. And then you look at the edge position, another position of need for the Ravens. And that's something where, Really, most of them are late first round guys. There is not an edge rusher that's like, yeah, you got to draft this guy, you know, if he's available on the board. Like, there aren't any. There's no Chase Young, Joey Bosa's, nobody like that. So, you know, trading back and getting a, you know, if we're early second round, Joseph Osai is probably on the board. Very good edge rusher. Jason Oway could still fall, you know, early in the second round. Even the wide receivers, we don't know. I think I think Rashad Bateman will be taken um, in the first round, uh, probably top twenty-five. Unfortunately, I love Bateman, but Terrace Marshall Jr. could fall out of the first round, um, and that's a guy that's obviously very, very good. A lot of Ravens fans are big fans of Terrace Marshall Jr. So you could get a wide receiver, you could get um, edge rushers. Also the center position, Creed Humphrey could fall and get taken early in the second round. Like a lot of the guys that the Ravens are looking at are all, you know, late first, early second round talents. They're, you know, the guys that could fall to the Ravens aren't really in positions of need. Um, you know, Trayvon Morig is a, is a safety, could fall to the Ravens, but like is safety really in need? I don't think so. So overall, trade back just a little bit. Trade back to like, you know, top, top, 15 in the second round keep your second round pick get more picks later in the draft because you know we talked about you know earlier in this podcast episode if you're just watching the video check out the other video uh we talked about day two wide receivers there's a lot of good ones there's a lot of good you know interested there's a lot of good tackles this is a very deep offensive tackle class there's a lot of guys that the ravens could go after but like they're having limited picks and they, they don't have their seventh rounder because they traded it for the weapon josh oliver um, whether or not he makes the roster, <laughs> I love hyping up Josh Oliver. He's going to be a beast, but, um, you know, so there it trading up is going to be very difficult, but if they had picks, they could trade back. I mean, heck, you could trade back and then you could trade back up. 
um, get some better picks. And, and I just think that trading back could be really viable based on the positions of need and who could be available early in the second round. And also just looking at the fourth round players, whether it's, you know, the offensive tackles or the wide receivers or the, the even there's some good edge rushers in the fourth round. A lot of good players in this class um, at the positions with the Ravens need. Now, if it was like the Ravens need a quarterback, don't trade out of the first round. You're going to need that quarterback. Like other positions, you're going to need to draft them. But defensive ends, um, edge rushers, wide receivers, I think it's good. I think the depth is good. The offensive tackles are good. Um, I love the centers. The day two centers are all very good. Um, so Joshua, and now I got to know, trading out of the first round, is it stupid? If Rashad Bateman, uh, Terrence Marshall Jr., and Elijah Moore are not available at 27, then I would agree with trading our first-round pick and possibly getting another second or third round. Um, is, is, is it crazy? Hell yeah. But is this part of the Ravens' way? Hell yeah. <laughs> so I want to say it's a catch-22. no. Yeah. Granted, I mean, we're not here. We're not at Orange Mills. We're not talking to EDC. We're not in the war room with the guys. This is something that could possibly happen. Um, I don't think I don't feel like it's stupid. Just uh, you know, just just to piggyback on, like you said, um, edge rusher, wide receiver. That's something. I mean, center as well. Possibly um, offensive tackle if uh, Orlando Brown um, still feels the same way he feels. But, you know, either way, it's still a business and we had to plan for the future just in case, you know, we end up moving away. Um, I definitely feel like you, you – and we don't need – on defense, we we don't find, you know, the diamonds and the clubs. Offensive guys, uh, we need those guys that have, you know, some name and some type of accountability and credibility to their name. So uh, – and you can find that in – the day twos and day threes. Hell, day three you can find you can find a star running back. Day uh, yeah. Day four, day five, you can find you know the best wide receiver known to man, uh, semi semi Faye Hoko. Oh yeah, you know of course. That's our guy. That's our guy. I mean y'all. Oh y'all, yeah. Y'all know so many different stories. Um, y'all heard so many different stories of so many guys that made it to the NFL with you know crazy backgrounds. I mean, how Kurt Warner went to the Super Bowl, and, wh- and where was he at? Uh, bag, bagging groceries at one point. So, I mean, anything is possible. Anything can happen. You know, I do trust the guys in the front office um, for the, at, at the Ravens organization. I mean, we do have one of, the, one of the best front offices in the whole league, and we know how to pick some uh, good guys. The past couple of years, almost every everybody from the first to the seventh round have played an impactful role in, in the upcoming season. So I definitely do not feel like this is a stupid idea. This is more of, no, this is what the Ravens could possibly do, y'all. Yeah. Please understand it, and please do not get upset because wide receivers. Uh, yes, if you have talent from first to seventh round, but as rushers, you do not want to take a gamble on someone that may not be worth it in the first round because, oh, we're in a dire need. Yeah, we need edge rushers, but it's no reason to um, 
pull the trigger and then we, you know, we get someone with, you know, a downside. So I yeah. feel like it, 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 it definitely could be beneficial to us to trade away that uh, 27 pick, um, possibly get an additional second or third round, or, or maybe even an additional fourth round. So I, I, I don't feel like it's stupid. I don't feel like it's stupid. I feel like this is this is the Ravens' way of doing things, catching, catching us off guard and, uh, and making us cry. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely, you know, interesting because that is kind of the Ravens' way. The Ravens love to trade back. But just to add on to the point, I think people are completely forgetting about the fact that this is maybe the most unique draft in football history. How many guys in this draft class are like, you're looking at them and it's like, oh, yeah, this guy opted out. He didn't play last year. Like the amount of players where it's like, oh, yeah, they didn't play last year. I'll bring up a name. Uh, Paulson Adiba was a projected first round pick before the NFL draft, you know, before the NFL season was played, before college football was played. I saw mock drafts, Paulson Adebo, first round to the Chiefs, first round to the Niners. They're looking at, obviously, they weren't projecting the Niners at, at number three overall. They were like, you know, top 25 team. But like these guys, and then now you look at it, it's like, oh, well, he opted out. Um, so now all of a sudden he's a third, fourth round guy. You look at a guy like Gregory Rousseau, a guy who opted out and that gave Jalen Phillips an opportunity. So Jalen Phillips would have been a backup if we hadn't seen that. So the, the scouting departments have to work very, very hard this year. Even, even Jamar Chase didn't play like opting out plays a huge factor. There's going to be a lot more diamonds in the rough because of the limited film and and so many players where it's like, oh yeah, I played in the Big Ten. We only played in seven games because it took way longer for the season to start. So yeah. it's a very, very unique draft and the scouting departments are going to have to be on point. But at the same time, that means that guys are going to slide. Interesting players and interesting talents are going to be available in unique positions unlike we've ever seen before because it's very rare for a guy to be like, for, I don't know, a tenth of the draft would be like, yeah, we didn't play last year. Like that that's never happened before. So that's just another thing that just adds to how interesting this draft will be. And I think that trading out, I don't think it's stupid whatsoever. Um, and especially if like, you know, if they're sitting at 27 and Trayvon Morig is available, I guarantee there are some teams that are calling the Baltimore Ravens saying, we want to trade with you. Like maybe it's Jacksonville. Jacksonville um, has picked 33 and they're like, Man, we want Trayvon Morig. You know, we need a safety. Well, the Ravens could trade it for that. You know, get get the first pick in the second round. And like there's a lot of guys that could be there the Ravens just don't need, whether it's you know a, a safety or a cornerback, you know, maybe Caleb Farley is falling. And and like there's so many guys that could be available that the Ravens don't need. And I think trading back, I think they honestly, I'm gonna add this. I think they will trade back. Um uh, I just don't. I don't think it's stupid unless unless Rashad Bateman is on the board. I think trading back can be fine. Even if Terrace Marshall is on the board, I would be okay with trading back. Even if Aziz Ojulari is on the board, I'm okay with trading back. Unless Rashad Bateman is on the board, I say trade back Ravens. Um, but I feel like I feel like that's pretty much good for this episode. Um, anything else you want to add, Joshua? No, nah, man, I'm pretty good on that one. All right. So everybody that's watching, make sure to check out UndraftedSports.com. If anybody didn't know, Trust the Bank podcast is actually the podcast of the week on Trust the Bank on UndraftedSports.com because I won the March Madness Bracket Challenge, um, 90, almost 97th percentile. So shout out to Baylor. Um, 
<laughs> shout out to Gonzaga. Shout out to all those guys uh, for letting me win. But um, go check it out. Uh, you know, it's Sports Networks. A lot of fun. Um, you know, a lot of articles. If you're interested in joining, um, you know, DM at Undrafted Media on Twitter. Um, but thank you everybody for watching. Thank you everybody for listening to the podcast. Um, check out the other stuff. Um, podcast will be back next week. Um, and anybody watching on YouTube, I'll see all of you again tomorrow.